I, sorry. Well, how did I know? How did I know? You you understand, right? For a reference to the Simpsons better joke. You say interrupt, but I didn't know I was interrupting. We were just having a conversation. There were lots of long pauses. Jeff, who are you? Who is getting whose ass in this scenario? Get each other. Get each other. Because you said get his ass, but I was definitely the one yelling at Louisa. <laughs> yeah, but she started yelling back, and I like. Yeah, I refused to be yelled at. That's just that that's yell. Louisa's go-to defense for anything. Exactly. Also, I was Perfect. right this time, so <laughs> you definitely were. Why are anyway. you? Why are you booing me? I'm right, says Louisa. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. Uh, I'm Jeff, Mister One Hundred Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. I've got my it's arms the up in the air for energy. Oh, okay. Centennial. It's the centennial. Mm-hmm. You guys, yep, we did it. It's our one hundredth hack the net. Our two hundred fiftieth overall podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last wiki we ever have to do. So set them all on fire. Yeah, I'm gonna, some people just want to watch the wikis burn, etc. Like delete this file, burning the Library of Alexandria because no one will ever be able to look anything up mm-hmm. ever again. Yeah, Jeff, go ahead and just delete the internet, please. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I wish I would if I could. Yeah, it's it, it's a tough proposition, right? Do you think? I mean, the internet has definitely caused more harm than good since its existence. I don't think that's necessarily true, but I would still <laughs> delete it. Uh, <laughs> The, yeah. the, the, uh, I don't know if either of you have read or seen the terrible story Ready Player One, which sucks. No, I'm not um, I've heard, I've heard people talk about how bad the movie was in detail. Yeah. Uh, the, the prize at the end of it is that the main character gets the opportunity to, uh, push a button that will turn off the VR world that everyone lives in. Man, I would mm-hmm. smash that button so hard. <laughs> Yep. But the problem is the main character is like a Logan Paul character, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, he's 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 a he's an epic gamer. Uh so he's just like I'll turn it off like 2 days a week. Well, that's better than I thought he was going to do. I thought he would be like I'm going to turn the racism knob up to 10. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't think that Did you, you could make that, that look more racist. <laughs> God. Did you guys see that Logan Paul is boxing, like, a Vander Holyfield or somebody? No, I think he's dead. Who is it? Floyd Mayweather? Did you hear about this? Jesus. No. Oh, man, it's gonna be so funny. He's gonna end up in a coma. <laughs> Do you remember when, um, when the bad movie director Uwe Boll boxed, uh, uh what's a critic? Lotax, the guy who runs the Something Awful forums, and just, like, completely whipped his ass? I, I thought, yeah. didn't he challenge a bunch of his critics to boxing matches, and they were all like, what? Yeah, he, That's not how this works. He, he said that he would take on anyone in a boxing match, and, uh, someone did, um, and just got completely destroyed. Well, of course, if a guy's yeah. going around trying to solve all of his problems with boxing, <laughs> probably he's pretty good at boxing. Yeah, and if you're yeah. no good at boxing, that's how you know you shouldn't take that bet. Yes. Do you know Logan Paul is dating the lady from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I don't want to think about oh, Logan Paul. No. Ever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a true fact about Logan Paul <laughs> for you guys out there. For all you... Does he have a name for his gang of thugs? Probably. I don't want to talk about Logan Paul. Paul anyway. Paul heads. I don't know. Yeah. That's so good. I don't know. <laughs> it seems right. <laughs> 
feels right in my heart. Um, so, this is our 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Should I have a new intro for next week's episode with the new format? Yes, but we shouldn't talk about it on the show, because then mm. it'll be a spoiler, you see? It's the only time I want to talk to either of you is on the show. <laughs> you didn't get uh, you didn't get a new intro for this show when you started Yes, it. I absolutely ah, Jeff said did. Get him. <laughs> oh, man, get me. <laughs> More oh, no, he likes it, doesn't Je- him? <laughs> Jeff is saying something factually untrue and insane. It has the same cadence. <laughs> it's got it the same number of syllables doesn't. for your new Weird Al style parody uh, <laughs> intro. Yeah. Don't you remember the several months where I kept accidentally saying where we pick a random subreddit and then getting mad at myself? I do remember that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, surprises anyway. for you next week, listener. We're not going to talk about it anymore on the in the body of the show. <laughs> the thing is, we won't talk about it outside of the show either, and then I will be left to sit hunched over my candle in the middle of the night writing my own intro, which you two will roundly make fun of as soon as we start recording. <laughs> you should start calling it a manifesto, and then no one can make fun of it. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. The whole episode will just be me reading off of a yellow legal pad for two hours. <laughs> It'll feel a little more dangerous when you call it a manifesto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. It will include instructions on how to make a bomb. Oh, can you write a screed? Mmm, uh, I like the sound I, of that. I think you, I thought you have to yell a screed. <laughs> no, I think you can could it... scrawl it on the back of a, like, ransom note. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> on the back of a ransom note? So... Yeah, like, hey, I'm, I've kidnapped the governor's daughter, uh, and I'm holding her on my private island, and then on the back, you write your screed about why you did it. Okay, I was thinking of one of those ransom notes with the, like, letters cut out of magazines, and then you just flip it over and it's all handwritten, and it's like, well... <laughs> yeah, now we know. This, I, I think this a, defeated the purpose a little bit. I think a, a screed bit. has to be on a typewriter. See, I was imagining it being the ransom note. You get that ransom note in the mail, I've kidnapped your daughter, and then you write on the back in your angry screed, uh, I have a particular set of skills, and then you mail that letter back <laughs> to the uh, kidnapper. <laughs> You force the mailman to take it back, and he's like, I don't, this isn't for for me. Oh, man. Oh, now I'm thinking of a movie where Liam Neeson doesn't understand how anything works and gets into fights with, like, the mailman and the the internet people, the service providers. Taking my mail away. Mm Mm-hmm. I back. saw on the internet some some pretty harsh criticisms of my former movies, so I'm here to punch the head of Verizon. <laughs> like, I didn't do it. I don't own the internet. That'd be a pretty good movie, though. I want to see him punch the head of Verizon. Oh, that is true. You've taken my packets out of my computer, and now I'm going to take the blood out of your body. <laughs> What a wild thing to say. <laughs> the fact that he would understand packets but not computers. But he understands that packets go out of the computer and onto the internet, but he doesn't understand that that's not a bad thing. Can we punch up the snappiness of the dialogue and maybe have him say platelets? <laughs> Take the platelets out of your body as a mirror for packets? Is that punchier? What about, and what about platelets? 
what about platelets out of your blood? That's scarier because yeah. it's like, I'm going to hit you so hard that just the platelets will come out of you, but your blood will still be in there. No, because now it sounds like he's a nurse who's just taking your blood for that special donation where they take Wait, the plasma Jeff, out. Jeff, stop digging. You've hit gold. <laughs> Liam Neeson is a, fl- a phlebotomist. Yes. Is that what it's yes, it is. <laughs> this is what I would watch this man, movie. Got it in one. Oh, man, I was very afraid as I was saying it that I was saying the wrong thing. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, What'd you do this week, Matt? Uh, I mentioned briefly last week, and have since gotten very deeply into it, uh, they released a collection on the Nintendo Switch, which is the Saga uh, slash Final Fantasy Legend collection, uh, which is three Game Boy games that came out when I was a young lad, uh, and I played the fuck out of them when I was a kid. And I got them on my Switch, and I was like, oh, this might be a fun little distraction. I have played nothing else for two weeks. (laughs) I love these games, you guys. The music is amazing. Like, the simplicity of the graphics, you can really tear through a big chunk of them in like a couple hours these games are awesome i cannot recommend enough that people get these games are these traditional you- rpgs or are they action rpgs they are traditional RPGs. All of the combat takes place on a separate screen. Um, I mean, I think that's why they were able to be repackaged as Final Fantasy in America. I think the people who were in charge of regionalizing were like, Americans will not understand what an RPG is, so they will just think anything like this is a Final Fantasy. So let's just call this Final Fantasy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they did the same thing with uh, the Secret of Mana series and Final Fantasy Adventure. <laughs> it's like, I don't know yes. why you did that, but... I I think maybe Square Enix was just like, we just want all of our American properties to be called Final Fantasy for a really long time. Yeah. Not sure why. Uh, but anyway. If it sells, if it's the name people know, like that's how you get some recognition. Yeah. Yeah, you know um, that classic phrase, Final Fantasy sells. It did. In the 90s, a new Final Fantasy game? You didn't know any better. You're a kid. I mean, there were several that they just did not release, though. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, those were bad. <laughs> Which is not to say that the Final Fantasy Legend games weren't bad. Several of them were. Uh, I'm playing through the third one now, which is the last one in the collection. The first one is, like, fun, but probably just for nostalgia for me, because it's, like, so convoluted. <laughs> There's just no way to understand what's happening without reading a guide. You, I don't know how we did this as kids. I guess that's how they, like, bulked out games in those days. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, now now the kids will have to step on every tile on the world map until they find this thing. <clears throat> yeah, and I, we loved it. We always did it. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's true. And I do love when a game is trying to tell a complex story, but doesn't want any character to have dialogue longer than one word bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up walking up to someone in town... And, like, talking to them, and they're just like, Borgen is killing Saul at the World Tower! (laughs) And that's their whole thing, and you're like, awesome! Now I know exactly what I need to do. I do not envy the localizers who had to take uh, Japanese, which is a very information-dense language that you could convey a lot in one text box, and do it in English, where now suddenly each sound is a whole painful, large letter. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, they're working on telegram rules. You you want to spend the least amount of money to get your information across. <laughs> Borden, it's fantastic. Borden, stop! Is in the world tower. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's fantastic though because when I replay other RPGs, there'll be like you have to talk to all the people in this town to find out where you go next, and so many people are just like, "Oh, I like the coffee they have at the new cafe." It's like, "Fuck off! I don't care about this." <laughs> Somebody tell me where I need to go. Like, it's fun the first time for world building, and then after that, I just want the info I need so that I don't have to read hundreds of pages of text. Yeah, we totally take it for granted now, but I remember when games started to introduce the idea that there would always be a map with, like, a pinpoint to let you know where to go next, or there would always be a menu you could access to let you know what your current quest was. That was revolutionary. (laughs) Yeah, I still, I like to play MMORPGs every once in a while, and whenever I play one, or like an open world game, and I get a quest that doesn't have a marker on the map, I immediately abandon that quest. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they're like, search this area for the missing dogs, and I'm like, nope, I don't have to, and I'm not going to, you're not my dad. (laughs) What if the video game was your dad? Mm, Then I'd have the code in my bloodstream. Mm, Nanobots. Mm -hmm. Instead of instead of plasma. Yeah, Yeah, I'd be able to hack computers just by looking at them. (laughs) And Liam Neeson tries to take your blood, but you counter hack Liam Neeson. So yeah, Mm -hmm. you take his. You download his daughter right out of the (laughs) right out of her bedroom. And (laughs) guys, we're getting so dangerously close to infringing on the property of the plot of Cyberpunk twenty (laughs) seventy seven. Have you become friends with Keanu Reeves yet? Is the important thing. Yes, I have he become lives in your best mind, friends with. Right? I mean, I don't. Do we want to get into spoilers of for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Oh, is that I a imagine spoiler? People are just you posting guys. it openly on Twitter. Yes, it is probably the biggest like surprise in the game. So Wait, if you already is- know it, fuck you guys. Um, so I won't get super deep into spoilers yeah, that's because fine. I'm sure lots of people want to play it, but. Uh, you are playing a character in 2077 who is like a, a street level fixer for various gangs around the city. Right. And every once in a while, the story flashes back to you playing as Keanu Reeves as a punk rock anarchist named Johnny Silverhand, mm-hmm. which is a bad name we all know. It's pretty weird um, that they have him play that when he already played Johnny Mnemonic, right? Yes, that's true. Uh, anyway, that happened like 30 years earlier, so it's sort of taking place in two time streams for a while, and then you find out that the reason the reason why that happens is the sort of climax of the first act of the game is you are hired to steal a computer chip which has all of Johnny Silverhand's memories and mind on it. And in order to steal it, you have to put it in your own head, mm. and then his personality kind of takes over yours for a while. Huh. Uh, this sounds exactly so. like Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> That's very weird, right? Have you seen Johnny Mnemonic? No. Because none of that happens in Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> well, it's about transporting information inside your own brain. I do know that part. I mean, yes, but that's every cyberpunk story. <laughs> is yeah, it? That's true. Tron was about yeah. cool motorcycles and, like, is I don't know. Tron, what is Tron is like cyber classic rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tron, yeah. Tron is cyber easy listening. It's yeah. That's why it's so much nicer to look at, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, my question to you guys, I do genuinely want your advice. Uh-huh. 
Um, I played through, like I said, I'm almost done playing through this tr- trilogy collection, which is absolutely worth it. $20, I think, on the eShop, and you should absolutely get it if you like classic RPGs at all. I never played most of the rest of the Saga games. I think I played Saga Frontier on PlayStation 1 for a little while. They are all available in various forms, except for the next one, which is Saga... What is it called? 2077. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but anyway, um, I managed to get a ROM of it and I could play it. Should I play through the rest of the Saga series? Yes. Or will that ruin my nostalgia for the series forever? I don't remember this series. Here's, this is my problem for giving advice. the series that the Final Fantasy Legend games were the start of? I don't remember anything specific about it, that was the problem. You don't remember Final Fantasy Legend? Kind of. Where you had a mutant in your party and they could eat meat to turn into different monsters? Yeah, but I don't remember anything about Saga, going into Saga. No, 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 no. (laughs) What are we talking about? They are Saga. They were just named Final Fantasy in America, but that's the series. The games we're talking about are the Saga series. Oh, I thought there were more. I thought you were saying there were more of them. There are more. Oh. Yes. So what I'm saying is there's the three that they released in America as Final Fantasy Legend, right. but then the series continues on, and I've never played any of those games either, and my question is, should I, or will, like, seeing them with PlayStation 1-era graphics make me hate the whole series forever? Yes. I think Don't that play you them, should play them. Yes? Yes. Okay, so Jeff says, yes, I should play them. Louisa just said yes to an either-or question. No, I said which you is shouldn't confusing. play them. What? You should, you sh- you you should think not I should play, play them. them? Do not play them. I was, you okay. asked, will it make you, uh, hate them because of the bad graphics? And I think it will, so I say don't play them. But, I mean, the graphics on the Game Boy were also bad. But, the, like, the actual Game Boy? Is this what you're saying? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you seem extremely confused by this very simple premise. No, no. <laughs> When you say Game Boy, people kind of use that as shorthand for a lot of things. They might mean 3DS at that point, but are you saying the actual Game Boy is all I need to know at the moment? For In what context? The first you three were on Game, Game Boy. Boy and those gr- yes, I'm saying the yeah, first three were on Game Boy. Okay, Game so Boy all games. you could have done is say yes. So what but, I am saying but, hold on, is hold on. the best that Game Boy but, could be. PlayStation Louisa, 1 graphics on. were never the best of the type of graphic they were trying to be. Do you feel proud of yourself for talking over me when I was trying to correct the very premise of the thing you were saying? Yes, you were trying to talk over her right back at her? Yeah, god I was damn it! <laughs> I was in the middle of, I, I had a two clause sentence and I finished the first clause and then Jeff jumped into. All I wanted was an answer to one question clause. so I could continue, which I did. That's all I needed. And now, yeah, but you we didn't get the full the answer to the question. Where you become Santa because you killed him. Go on, tell Is me the thing that you clause? wanted to say that doesn't uh, affect my point at all because that wasn't really into what the point the I was making. Full answer to the question, which is after the first three games, which came out on Game Boy, the next one they released they released on a different platform. So all the ones after the ones I've played weren't on Game Boy. Yeah, that is exactly my point. The ones that were on Game Boy were on a system where, by the time they were made, uh, the graphics that were on them were as good as the graphics could be for that system. Whereas yes. when you get into, like, PlayStation 1, like you say, everything was real janky for a long time until they did better. So I think that they would be so bad of their medium that you wouldn't enjoy it. Perhaps. I do think that they took a long break maybe to let people figure out how PlayStation graphics work. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm trying to remember. Okay, so the the first romancing saga was the one after the the initial three came out on Super Nintendo. Mm, okay, and Super Nintendo had some good graphics. Yeah, that might be worth playing. Yep. So then the next three romancing saga one, two, and three came out on Super Nintendo, and then the next three saga frontier came out on PlayStation. So what I think you should do is play the Super Nintendo ones and then see if you still feel like you want to continue. You'll have more information. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a good idea. Although, I will say the three Super Nintendo ones were deemed not good enough to release in the United States. <laughs> yeah, but well, like we've talked about before, a lot of things like, oh, we need to change the title of this book, or we're not going to bring this movie out in the U.S., the people making the decisions don't have any idea on whether things are good or not. Exactly. Like, Final Fantasy V didn't come out in the U.S., but Final Fantasy Mystic Quest did, so... Yeah, but Mystic Quest is better than V. Mystic Quest is alright. Uh, <laughs> Remember that Frog Prince? I like that whole storyline. You might you might like it more. I don't know if it's better. <laughs> I mean that that's definitely it. my statement was definitely a controversial one because I know people like Five way better than uh, Mystic Quest, but I think Five is kind of weird. Like the the storyline of it is very sort of uh, linear and also hard to follow somehow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That guy is from a different planet and came here on a meteor, but that meteor broke, but there's another meteor, but a guy didn't come to Earth on that one, but a crystal did? I don't know, man. Sounds yeah, like the know. plot of a Miyazaki movie now. Sounds like the plot of a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> yes. There's a crystal from space and nobody really knows what it's doing or why it's there. <laughs> I don't think the crystals are usually from space, are they? They're from unspecified other place, right? I thought they're usually like the core of your planet or whatever. Yeah, they usually are. And where does that planet live? Oh, no, you space. got me! <laughs> mm, everything's from space. It all comes together, I drop my coffee mug. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In slow motion. <clears throat> Take your glasses off. Yep. So anyway, yes, I think I will play at least some of the rest of the Saga series. They did, re- so the ones that came out on Super Nintendo did eventually get a North American release on the Switch. Hmm. So you can play Romancing Saga 2 and 3 on the Switch. So I might do that. Yeah, Square has been pretty good about re-releasing their old games on uh, current systems now. You can play, like, every Dragon Quest game on the Switch. Mm, Most pretty of them, good. Yeah. Which is why it's very baffling to me that Romancing Saga 1 just you cannot get it. Yeah. It just does not exist in North America. Never has, never will. Oh, well. Should I get that most recent uh, Dragon Quest game? 11? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you want yes. a solid RPG, I think, I think so. Yeah, Here's what I'll say. It's extremely long, and so I've played, I think I've played about 60 hours of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get bored of it every couple of weeks and then stop playing. And then like a month later, I'm like, mm, maybe I should dip back in. And as soon as I dip back in, I'm like, this rules. I'm loving this. Mm. And then I'll play it for a week and then I'll be like, mm, I'm going to dip back out. And it's fine. It's it's great, actually. It's fun, and, like, it's fun for a week, and then I don't need to keep playing it mm. all the time. Yeah, I might have to do that. I'm looking for a game with a plot again, because I love Animal Crossing, mm. but that's not going to keep me going. Yeah, the plot is extremely good, and there are some genuine surprises in it, and that's all I'll say. 
It's right. um, it's it's nice when a when a JRPG has some care in the localization, and the mm-hmm. Dragon Quest games uh, for the past, I guess, like twenty years or so, have been very, very well localized. Like they put a lot of energy into making sure the characters have like very um, distinct ways of speaking and like characters. Oh, from- you mean by you mean bad English accents? Is that what you mean? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't just mean the voice acting. Like, they did add voice acting for this that is not present in the Japanese version. Uh, but I mean, like, even in the text-only ones, it's like people from different regions will have different, like, European uh, uh, speech patterns, which I think is yes. is a cute touch. Uh, I kind of like that in uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and that, it's the same thing here, and I do want to clarify, when I said bad English accents, that sounded like a criticism, but I love the bad English accents <laughs> oh, yeah. in this game. Yeah, the, fir- <laughs> the first uh, member of your party that you meet sounds like he's somewhere between Spain, France, and the Bronx. His accent <laughs> his accent is just completely insane. I had to Google it, and apparently the like voice actor was shooting for like Scandinavian and just missed completely. <laughs> That's pretty good. I do want to point out there is one of the main characters in the game who is extremely gay-coded, mm. and... It's not, he is not in any way a stereotype, but he, he is strongly coded as gay. Uh, and I just got to a part that made me a little bit uncomfortable with him. But by and large, I think he is fine, but he does, if, if you are the kind of person who might be made uncomfortable by a strongly gay coded character in a world where sexuality is not explored at all, then you may not like that. Mm. That is uh, that is a very typically anime thing, where the best depiction you get is someone who's not explicitly gay, but they do uh, talk with a lisp and wink and smooch at the camera a lot, um, and that will be the best the best depiction you get if they are not uh, openly made fun of. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I just I solved the problem by never putting him in my party. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, the same way TV writers just never write uh, a gay person's personal life, if, so they never have to worry they, about them having if, a husband. If he had a boyfriend, <laughs> he'd be in the party. That's all I'm saying. Mm, yeah, that's true. Because his boyfriend would probably show up for like one of the summons or something, right? Yeah, maybe. Or just like in the same way that you see characters in other games, like I'm fighting for my wife who was kidnapped or whatever like just just have him be gay don't you don't have to do this sounded for a second like you were saying i'm fighting for my waifu yeah there you go bring a body pillow into battle (laughs) (laughs) oh that's probably happened in an rpg right yeah probably like one of the personas right yeah it sounds like kind of thing that would happen (laughs) anyway Anyway, i got got us off track sorry okay um, this week I watched the season of Outlander, which apparently aired in May. I missed it, but then I watched it all at once. And I'm not well, the May was Sorry. a little busy. <laughs> That's the greatest gift 2020 has given us, is that so many things happened and we were all just too tired or distracted <laughs> to notice. And then it's like, oh wait, they did 100 episodes of Celebrity Great British Bake Off? Oh, all right. 
I'll watch that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into the show. So no, no worries for spoilers. I don't know if anyone listening uh, watches the show, but it's their fifth season and watching them all in a row. I watched them all in about a week. There were 12 episodes. Uh, I really realized how they're just like continuing the same storylines from last season. Like all the major drama that had happened last season, it was just like, and this is still going on. I'm like, you're not doing anything with season five. You're treading water. Which I think is probably pretty common for shows. Do you think that means it's like losing steam on its premise? I don't know. It's hard because this is a series based on a book series. And it is, the book series has not fallen behind the show, like which what happened with Game of Thrones. So mm. apparently they still have plans for how things are going to go in the future. And the season ended with some, like, cliffhangers, which they introduced. So, like, I guess, yeah, they do have a plan for the future. But ugh, this whole season felt kind of like it wasn't necessary. And I think if I'd been watching them one per week, like, oh no, what's going to happen next week? I wouldn't have noticed the way I noticed watching them all in a row. Mm. Do you ever get that with shows? You're like, oops, watching them all in a row has actually made me see behind the curtain too much <laughs> on how yeah. the show's just okay and not great. <laughs> uh, that yeah. happens to me with comic books where I'll be like, oh, okay, so there's like five pages devoted at the beginning of each issue of this comic book into reminding the audience who the characters are and what happened last. <laughs> issue. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it does not flow in a collected edition if it's not specifically written to be that way. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you watch something on Netflix that originally aired with commercials and so they just replay the last line of dialogue from before the commercial yes! after every commercial break. <laughs> except there's no commercials now so that everyone just says it twice. Yeah, that's so weird. Ugh. Uh, it's like, so funny that that happened for so long and we were all just like, yeah, this is normal. There's dramatic music as Batman falls off a building and there's a fade to black and then it just comes back and he shoots a grappling hook up to the building because there used to be commercials there. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Oh man. Uh, imagine imagine in a hundred years where the concept of commercials is just gone completely and people are watching this like, oh my god, Batman died. <laughs> yeah, they won't have suspense anymore in the future. Yeah, those fucking stupid future people. <laughs> Fuck those guys, am I right? Yeah, I hate they, they think that train's coming right at them and it's only recorded on a movie uh, screen. Yep. Uh, so fucking stupid. They don't know what the crystal in their hand means, but I know it means that you get sent to the farm when you're thirty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man um, so another thing that's bothering me that also bothered me with Game of Thrones is apparently now when a presti- this this uh, show Outlander is on the channel stars when a show on a prestige channel like this with as much time as they want uh, ends nowadays they'll have two or three minutes where they sit down with the showrunner who's like in this episode we wanted to do this and they'll show you like 10 seconds of uh filming the scene being filmed so like someone's using a camera to record the camera crew recording the scene but it'll be like 10 seconds so it's like oh behind the scenes you're not fucking getting anything it's nothing but they record it for these little two minute things i blame talking dead Uh, oh probably i'll agree yeah i feel like that's where this all began also have you guys seen how terrible chris hardwick looks these days 
No, but now he deserves I want it. To. This is <laughs> yeah, a, he a, definitely deserves it. He's a horrible person, and like he looks like a like a grandpa. <laughs> he went from being a weird elfin child man to looking like a grandpa in like a week. What happens when you get canceled and uncanceled in the space of a year? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how he means. got uncanceled. I think everyone just decided that the woman was lying because we hate women and we like uh, extremely average men like Chris Hardwick. Well, you say canceled. Yeah uncancelled, but I think what actually happens with a lot of these people is there's a big angry groundswell of uh, hate for them because of the things they did, but then other people who don't think they really did anything wrong just kind of keep quiet, and then later they just give them a job. Yeah. So I think that's uh, what's going on with him. How does he look? Maybe. Terrible? I can't find a picture of him from now. Yeah, I the the picture I saw of him, I can't find it now. Ooh, I'm, he's it, had I it think... scrubbed. <laughs> I mean, I think he maybe is, like, just not appearing in public very much these days, no, which is... he he hosts that NBC show. I saw an ad for it. They're like, our shows are back. Here's Alan with whatever the fuck. And Jane Lynch is hosting uh, Weakest Link again. And Chris Hardwick, you love him. He's doing that Plingo game. Oh, no. That's two out of three are bad people. Is Jane yeah. Lynch yeah, also a douchebag? I was going to say, is <laughs> Jane know. Lynch terrible and I don't know? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, when I saw that ad, I was like, come on. I can't believe that people are still interested in anything Ellen has to say. Like, her only thing that she had was that she was, like, fun and interesting and representative of, like, average, like, modern womanhood or whatever. And then she's like, no, I'm only best friends with the, like, Marie Antoinettes of the 20th century. <laughs> like, well then, fuck, I guess. I, why, what do you have? What else are you? Yeah. I think a lot of people don't pay attention to that stuff. So they're just like, oh, Ellen back on TV. Yeah, I like her already. I think she had the same issue of uh, that like Seinfeld had where the onstage persona as a stand-up was very carefully crafted and lovable. Uh, mm -hmm. And then when you try to make something around that person's uh, online, like their onstage persona, it's just like the other stuff eventually comes out because it's not just them on stage anymore. It's them in charge of a show. Yeah. Yeah. You remember when Jerry Seinfeld appeared on 30 Rock and he didn't have Larry David writing for him anymore and it looked like he was one of those actors that is acting against puppets <laughs> and so they are afraid of where to step all the time and don't have anything interesting to say. Yeah. That makes sense because everyone on 30 Rock is basically a puppet. <laughs> it was just so bizarre because he's so, like, funny and charismatic on, uh, on Seinfeld. I was gonna say the Seinfeld show, but that's not it. That's what it would have been um, called if it came out two years earlier. Seinfeld yeah. hour. <laughs> yep. Um, but and, like, I genuinely think Seinfeld is a good show. It's definitely overplayed, but, like, it's a good show. Uh, and then to see him doing anything else, you're like, wow, you really don't bring anything to the table, huh? Yeah, he can only be himself, really. Yeah. Uh, I don't even like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I understand that Larry David is, like, way, way, way better at writing comedy than Jerry Seinfeld is at performing comedy. Yeah. You, you, uh, mentioned Muppets and 30 Rock, and it made me realize, uh -huh. <laughs> I think our most Troy McClure-ish actor is Alec Baldwin. Sure. Mm, He's sure, been okay. in, like, two good movies, and then his career has just kind of been uh, coasting into the dumpster <laughs> since then. It would be a great uh, Simpsons throwaway gag for him to be like, and my wife, who was pretending to be Spanish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that crazy part of his life would be a great uh, one-liner. 
for Troy you say coast- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You, you say coasting into the dumpster, but it's more like coasting into and out of a series of dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> like, he hosts Match Game right now. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like... Not that long ago, we were all like, we're never watching Alec Baldwin again because of him yelling obscenities at his teenage daughter mm-hmm. on a phone. And then I guess we just forgot about that. It's like uncanceling Chris Hardwick. Like, yeah. can we, why did we do this? There's plenty of average white men. We don't need to keep rehabilitating the dumb ones. Yeah. If, like I say, if, it's people who don't think they deserve to be canceled, just keeping quiet, and then later just getting back to business. Yep. Uh, if, if, Aunts and uncles like someone enough; they are uncancelable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing with I do think. Go uh, ahead. I was just going to say I do think it's weird for someone like Chris Hardwick, whose whole deal seems to be like, "Hey, I'm like a cool hip young person who's plugged into internet culture to somehow have a career." I guess he's like the bridge for aunts and uncles into that culture. Exactly. He's yeah. the safe nerd because, like, no one on the internet likes Chris Hardwick, right? And never has. <laughs> I think people, people definitely did. Are, yeah. People who are medium online liked his podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Um, are, can we cancel Felicia Day? I don't know that she's done anything wrong. I just don't like her. And sh- I think she's supportive of Chris Hardwick, right? No, I don't we like can't, her either. We can't just cancel people we don't like. Damn That's it! What they do on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, she is supportive of Chris Hardwick, who we canceled for legitimate reasons. Is she still is supportive she? of him, though? I don't know about that. To be fair, yeah, she's uh, she might just be friends with him, which I don't really care who famous people are friends with. That's fine. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I I don't think. Uh, I I personally just don't want. I don't feel the need to begrudge uh, famous people friendships with douchebags unless they were like active participants in the douchebaggery. Um, I do feel about people like that the same way that I feel about like women at Trump rallies, where I'm just like, don't like you're just. Get lending credence to ignoring the problem. You just yeah. have to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's also hard is, like, they were friends. They definitely were friends. What if she's got a vibe from him or whatever and has been distancing herself from him? This is the thing with celebrities. But then people are constantly, because of social media now, being like, but you have to renounce him. Like, there's no way for people to be normal. Because in your real life, you'd just be like, eh, I stopped talking to him or following him on social media. And, like, that would be it. But now you have to either say, like, I absolutely support this person or I renounce them. And there's no in-between. Yeah, I guess, I, I, and I don't know the answer to this, so I'm not going to talk on it. But if she's still doing active work with him, when she doesn't have to, her career is beyond the point of needing that to get a leg up, then I would, uh, then I will not be on board. Um, <laughs> well, her, you've already tipped response... your hand that you don't like her, so <laughs> you're not supporting yeah. her either way, really. I mean, I'm not supporting her, but I'm not detracting from her unless she is still yeah. uh, participating in his stuff. The response to the thing uh, was, um, I'm grappling, uh, I'm grappling with, I have a lot of feelings I'm grappling with, but more than anything, my heart goes out to the woman who wrote the post. So, I think okay. she, I think Felicia Day landed on the right side of things with it. Yeah. That's I still think good. it's tough that, like, she had to say that publicly. I mean, of course she was thinking it, but it's a shame that, I guess that's the price of fame, huh? Like, you have to have all your personal stuff out in the open. Yeah. I think it's just because she kind of rose to fame as part of his, like, universe. Yeah, that's fair. In his orbit a little bit, and so, like, and she's maybe the most famous person that got a leg up from him, so that's why I feel like I need to know what her opinion is, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I want to say about these, uh, like, end-of-show things, which I have stopped watching, because they never show you any behind-the-scenes stuff. They show you, like I said, one tiny clip of nothing. Yeah. And the other thing is, ugh, this is because it's based on a book series, but, I mean, Game of Thrones did this too, but I've got this from other shows, where they're like, well, we don't want to say what's going to happen in the future, but this character you only saw in one shot, we know they're going to be important, don't we? What the fuck?! <laughs> <laughs> they always give you that warning, don't watch this uh, recap until you've seen the episode, because there'll be spoilers. But the, yep. the showrunner can't resist smugly spoiling, like, eight episodes of the future for you in that shit. You're like, now every time I see this person, I'm going to wait for them to be doing something important. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I hate it! You should just you just read all the books, Louisa. <laughs> I don't think that would help, because, like, Westworld isn't based on a series of books, but they also have those little recaps, and they also will be like, hmm, we wanted to keep this actor around, we can't tell you why yet. <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah, I genuinely don't understand the appeal to Talking Dead or any of those things of just like, hmm, you watched the thing, now watch people who don't know shit about it speculating wildly about your thing. <laughs> well, this is different, because this is the showrunner being like, I'm not spoiling things for you, but I am a little bit shh. You love it. No, I hate it! <laughs> <laughs> it oh, makes man. me it makes me think of Dave Shunka's mom being like, Oh, you're going to see the sixth sense. I don't want to spoil anything, but somebody was dead the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh man. How do you not understand what spoiling means? <laughs> Alright, we've talked enough about this. Uh Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh boy, God, I don't even friggin' know, ma'am. <laughs> um you know what? I played a lot of Hollow Knight the past couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I've been doing is streaming it and then hopping in the Discord voice chat um, so that our, our friends can drop in and out and, like, um, watch me play and just chat. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, for the, for the sake of the people listening, we should point out that this this is not the Discord we have with our fans. This yes. is a personal... No, I would never. You're scum to me. <laughs> God! Oh my God! <laughs> that's, that's rough. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I probably will set something up once I get my uh capture card um mm-hmm. in the mail but it's it's been it's been very nice to have um because i think the reason why i do phone stuff and just like lay in bed looking yeah, at my phone, phone all day is you know because I, mean? I want to socialize uh and so if i'm socializing in my ears then my hands and eyes can be doing a uh, video game <laughs> this is like your perfect situation jeff where you can socialize but also do something else <laughs> Yes, I need, I can't fully concentrate on either activity, so I I need to do both so I can pay more attention to both, if that makes sense. I've definitely been in a room where bo- with both of you, where both of you were doing something else on your phone while talking to each other and me, and been like, I don't think this is how it's supposed to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mostly do it because, uh... Like, I need a distraction all the time. <laughs> like, there's a constant buzz of the terribleness of the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I need as many things happening as possible. Wait, and and being online on your phone helps with that? <laughs> yes! <laughs> because I don't pay attention to the news. Oh, that helps, yeah. yeah. I think over the course of this uh, winter break, because I've been off from work, because uh, I'm a teacher and school's closed right now, um, I've played maybe an additional 20 hours of Hollow Knight, after <laughs> having already paid, played between, like, 10 and 15 hours. Damn. Mm. Um... 
it's it's a really good game. I'm impressed by the fact that they're able to stretch that genre's formula out to be like a 40-hour game without it feeling like there's padding. Mm -hmm. Yes, although I will say the reason I have played it several times and it thoroughly enjoyed the first two-thirds and then dropped off is because as you get into the, like, 30th hour of it, so much of it is like, alright, now walk all the way across the map to get this one thing, and then come back, and then you come back, and it's like, cool, now walk all the way back over there again to get this other thing. It's like, well, fuck, I just did that! Like, I, like, you end up visiting and going through every room 150 times. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, I usually will get stuck in a loop, uh, outside of a very challenging fight, where I'm just like, (sighs) Okay, I died, I'm back at the bench, I'm gonna spend the next, like, minute and a half getting back up to that boss fight as fast as I can, Yeah. and I don't even have to look at the map anymore because I've done it so many times. Yes. And especially once you get into the weird, like, dream versions of the bosses to fight, like... (laughs) those are ten times harder and the bosses are already really hard and, like, you cannot progress without doing it and you just have to do it over and over and over again. It's it can get extraordinarily repetitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing I have to do to get the, the true ending is fight some dream bosses, and I really, really don't want to. I might just get the medium good ending instead of the true ending. <laughs> you can just watch the true ending online. Is <laughs> the secret to the modern world. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Luis's speedrun strat. <laughs> yeah, speedrun 0000 because I just watched the ending on YouTube. I didn't yep. even boot up the game. <laughs> Yep. Um, are you excited to play Silk Song, which is maybe coming out this year, Jeff? Uh, yes. I uh, I fought Hornet for the second time in the game, um, mm-hmm. who will be the playable character next time. It's very interesting because she moves around completely differently than the character play as in the first game. So I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see how they're going to implement that when you're uh, controlling her and not just fighting her. Yeah, I think... I I very much believe that the people who made these games are very good at uh, game design, and so I'm interested to see if they can keep it fresh with a new, like, way of looking at this world. Is it going to be set in the same setting, do you know? Uh, the descriptions I've read, I haven't watched any trailers or videos, but the descriptions said that she's exploring, uh, like, a, new, a haunted new kingdom. So I think, okay. she, I think she goes on some adventure. I, I do think Hornet is a much more interesting character than the knight from Hollow Knight. Um, yeah, so. yeah, that's absolutely the case, because uh, she has characters characteristics and talks yes i think that the like you were talking earlier about how uh old rpgs often have much more interesting stories i think a big part of it is back in those days they weren't afraid to make the main character also a character in the game yeah and i feel like so many games now are like well we need to make the main character be a blank slate that the player can project their own mind onto like you know you don't have to do that (laughs) yeah like the main character in every movie isn't just a faceless automaton that we all pretend we are. Well, it is for some movies, and the trouble is, the type of movies that it's in is the type of movies that gamers really love. Is that true? I guess so. Like, action movies, you mean? Yeah, and, uh, like, the, um... 
way toxic masculinity works is you can't you can't dare ever be individual because that might be wrong. So it would be a lot yeah. better if you just never said anything, you know? So yeah, yeah action heroes are a great example. You have to yeah. scowl and shoot your laser beams at a child or whatever. <laughs> it makes me think of when uh, Super Smash Brothers came out and then PlayStation tried to do their version of that and they were like, we'll put the main characters from all our games in there and then they couldn't think of any that were distinctive enough to be worth playing as a character. Yeah, yeah you ended up having, like, Pa Rappa can fight Sackboy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're kind of getting into that in Smash Brothers now, where it's like, Steve from Minecraft. Like, oh yeah, that distinctive character. Well, oh, Minecraft wonder... is the best-selling game in the history of time. Like, they needed to put yes. something from Minecraft in there, in their I... celebration games. I suppose that's true. However, like, when I look at characters like Link, I'm like, oh, I know all kinds of complicated backstory about them, but there, there is, and by its very nature, cannot be interesting backstory about Steve from yeah. Minecraft. <laughs> so, true. like, it's funny. I mean, it's like when people are like, mm, did you know the best-selling game of all time is actually Horseshoes? Like, yeah, but that's not the kind of game I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> it's funny you should mention Link, because he is a silent protagonist, but they still managed to give him a lot of personality stuff. Yeah, it's it, what's interesting is that we have all been talking about Link as if he's a character, but he's like 15 different people. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he al always loves to eat. That's his characteristic yeah. no matter what. Yep. He's he's always a blonde twink that loves eating. <laughs> oh man, that's the ultimate archetype. I think that's one of the, the hero with a thousand faces. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much every shonen protagonist, right? That's Goku. I mean, eventually he's blonde. <laughs> yeah, probably. I do. I was genuinely jarred, Jeff, when you yeah. posted a picture. Yes, when you posted a picture in <laughs> what was that interjection? <laughs> she was trying to jar. Yeah. No, I got excited about all your alliterations. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, when you posted in our uh, in our friends' Discord uh, a picture from the Link manga or the Legend of Zelda manga, where Link was like, "I'm gonna cut your fucking arm off, you fucking asshole." I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he doesn't swear that much. But it looked like he would have if he wasn't in a manga. And like seeing Link that angry or have any emotion is a little bit upsetting. <laughs> Um, for some reason, the Twilight Princess manga is so much better than the game, like, the story <laughs> yeah. in it is better. Um, yeah. like, when it's, Well, the game is absolute it, dog shit, terrible dookie nonsense, so it would have to be better. Right, but, like, the, the, I don't know, the plot of the game is, you know, interesting enough. Uh, yes. the plot in the manga just goes so much harder. Like, <laughs> instead of Link just getting knocked out by that big fat moblin, he gets killed. Like, his arm gets chopped off and he dies. Uh, cool. and then he gets, like, brought back to life as the hero in that, in that magic puddle that he dies in. Speaking of and inexplicable... they decided that that's the plot of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Go on, Louisa. Speaking of inexplicable, uh, Legend of Zelda mangas, the one for Wind Waker, 
which is a game I haven't played, is I've seen um, shots just of the manga, and they are so funny. <laughs> that game has no right to be so funny. Have you seen some of these? Yeah, yeah that game is also funny, uh, but the mangas, I love all of the Zelda uh, manga adaptations by the two ladies who write them under one name. I can't remember the name. Oh, weird. Does that does that include the cartoon in the back of the issues of Nintendo Power that I got as a kid that just retold the plot of mm-hmm. uh, Lake to the Past? Was that what it was called? Yes, Matt. Yes, it does. <laughs> Excellent. I love those. That was like, that might be the first comic book I read. <laughs> If that counts as a comic book. The Adventures of Nestor. Remember that guy? I do. And I remember, like, every month they did either Super Mario Brothers, Zelda, or Adventures of Nestor. And the Adventures of Nestor months were not good months for young Matt Heron, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I feel like it's kind of cursed, because it was pretty innocuous and on par with, like, a a newspaper uh, funnies. But Mm -hmm. I can see in it the seed of every gamer webcomic that people yes, read that and grew up and wrote shit like control Alt delete and it makes me so mm. upset to think about yeah <sighs> it was just penny arcade but drawn <laughs> in a magazine instead yep <sighs> i have um i have a wiki for us all right okay. i've i've also gone through and uh pulled out from our list the most insane wikis <laughs> Um, yeah, could we rapid fire some wikis and just, since this is our last wiki episode, could yeah. we just, each of us do one joke about whatever the wiki is? Maybe. So first up we have Mapperdonia, the Futures of Europe wiki, uh, which is mm. about, an, it's about creating alternate future maps for Europe. Mm. Uh, yeah. Jokes <laughs> no no about joke that. about that? Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> the second one I have is perhaps the craziest, Hypothetical Hurricanes Wiki. Oh my god, what? It is oh, literally man. for writing fanfiction hurricanes. <sighs> Guys, could you imagine what would happen if a hurricane happened inside a Walmart? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Featured hypothetical article of the month. Hurricane Reno was an extremely powerful Florida hurricane, being the third strongest hurricane to hit the United States and the fastest growing hurricane on record in the Atlantic Basin. Like, why is your hurricane that you made up a Mary Sue? What's happening? (laughs) It was a super unique hurricane. There was never a hurricane like this before. Captain Kirk wanted to kiss this hurricane so good. Oh God! Uh, I did. Jesus. I did love. Tom, I did love Tom Lennon in Hurricane Reno, though those tiny shorts. Oh God! So funny. Uh, uh, there's a disclaimer at the top of every page. Disclaimer: the content on this wiki is fictional and is not a resource for real tropical tropical cyclones. None of the content on this wiki should be believed to be a real forecast of inclement weather. Uh, oh, Hurricane Reno is from the year 2023. That's why they have that alert Fuck. up there. Oh, you say it's Rita? I thought it was Reno. That Rina, R-I-N-A. That's not even a name. It probably They're gonna is. run out. It's probably a name. Yeah, it's probably a name. Everything's a name. Anyway, um, are people doing this ironically? The only- are people like, haha, look how dumb it is that I'm making up a hurricane, but then you actually are doing that with your time? The only thing I can think is life. that you, in your own life, have uh, been at the mercy of hurricanes, so you're, like, using this as some kind of weird uh, way to get control 
by imagining hurricanes that you control? That's pretty fucked up, huh? There are there are mocks mock-ups of Weather Channel screenshots yeah, reporting on this hurricane that doesn't exist. Like oh with the reporter in frame talking about a hurricane that doesn't exist. Okay, we have to move on yeah. or else this is episode is just gonna be about this right. fan fiction hurricanes. Uh, yeah. We also got the Dream Fiction Wiki, which is just yet another one where you can create the fictional world of your dreams. That's pretty good. They don't uh, create they don't create a fictional world, though. They create a fictional casting of yeah. existing properties with different <laughs> characters from different other properties. I was going to say, definitely. the only good uh, dream recreation of your own world is certain... It's a dead dream recreation of <laughs> your own world. Certain of the SCPs incorporate dreams in a really realistic and terrifying way, and I think those are really great. Mm, yes. Mm. Uh, Lisa, did you play Control yet? What's that? Have you played Control yet? She doesn't have a PlayStation or a gamer. It's PC. on Switch. It's on Switch. Oh right, it's on Switch now because. But it, it plays I don't remember what it is. It's SCP: it's The Game, basically. Oh yeah, no, I told I, I told you about it like a cu- couple months ago and how great it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that it is, but I have not played it. Well, you should. It's very good. <laughs> is it too scary though? Uh, it is a little scary. It is a little scary. I mean, it's 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 not scary in a a thing is jumping at you kind of way. It's more scary in a like, oh god, that toaster is in a room full of dead people. What happened? What is that toaster kind of way? Mm, I don't like that. The other day, I looked up <laughs> stuff on uh, Wikipedia, and then I saw a picture of a woman who was the scary bathtub ghost from The Shining, but in the remake where she's even more scary, and I got scared just from that picture. So. <laughs> <laughs> it but it was a picture a of her at craft services between <laughs> takes, like fully out with covered the... in mold. <laughs> yeah, like that Tim carries it when he's just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yep. I imagined in my head, because I haven't seen that picture, the picture of Ben Affleck smoking, but he's dressed as a clown. <laughs> Not too far off. It's very good. <laughs> uh, what was interesting to me about Dream Fiction Wiki is it links to Dream Logos Wiki, where you imagine oh logos. Um, Dream uh, Incubator Wiki, where you are, like, workshopping your fake fanfiction ideas. Uh, Dream Music Wiki, where you make up songs that don't exist. Uh, And Dream Internet Wiki, where uh, it's not loading. See, like I Uh, said, on SCP they had good things that were clearly dreams or resonated with you as dreams. Uh, written up in such a way that it made you get that dream feeling. I think all the things you're describing are just teenagers who are afraid of being made fun of for their imaginations. So they're pretending all these things they're making up are... But it, it came to be in a dream, no, so you can't I, make fun I, of me. I think, Louisa, you are getting hung up on the word dream, yeah. but in this context it means, like, a fantasy, not literally, I dreamed this thing. I think that's a great excuse, though, if you're a teenager. to be like, oh, I dreamed it. Like, uh, it's uh, not I, stupid. I dreamed <laughs> I dreamed me and all the other guys on the football team kissed. <laughs> Wild, right, yeah, guys? Yes. <laughs> uh, but, I'm... like, what if, though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty crazy. Uh, and finally, the fictional crappy games wiki. Uh, that so might that's... be fun. Yeah, I'd that be might into be that. Uh, Poland Ball wiki, um, which is about a sport that I guess is called Poland Ball. Is it pole and ball? Like no, lacrosse? like pol- Poland the country and ball like a round object. 
Hmm. What um, could that? It be? seems like it evolved from my thing into your thing because of internet. <laughs> it's about the Poland ball meme. Oh, it's the internet oh, no. meme where countries are represented by like a little orb that is painted like their flag. What? How is that a meme? <laughs> what are you that saying? Sounds like marbles. Are we talking about the game marbles? <laughs> Um, and then the one we're actually doing is Memory Beta, which is the non-canon Star Trek wiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post that a link. companion to Memory Alpha, which is the canon Star Trek key. Post nice. that link. Oh, right, I didn't post the link. <laughs> I'm going to put the link in the chat now, and we're going to do five minutes on yep. Star so Trek. Who's in, type five. Who's engaged already with the Star Trek Extended Universe? I've read at least one Deep Space Nine novel. I've had several of the Star Trek encyclopedias. I have the Star Trek The Next Generation deck building game. Does that count? Yes. Maybe. Oh, we had that v- the VCR uh, Star oh, Trek Oh, yes. Game. The VCR Star Trek game was so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those little clear plastic tubes that were like stasis fields that you'd put over your little guy. Mm, oh, yes. so good. <laughs> I think that I have maybe read a Star Trek comic, Mm -hmm. um, and I played Bridge Simulator a little bit. Oh, yeah. Jeff, you're much more keyed into modern Star Treks, because I haven't seen any of Picard or Discovery or any of the other... I have seen all of those also. Okay. So, just you. (laughs) Yeah, just me Uh, is out of the loop. I'm fine with that. You should watch (laughs) Picard, it's pretty good. I've heard it's pretty bad. I was gonna say... I was going to say you should watch Star Trek Discovery, because that's pretty good. Picard is not good. (laughs) The thing is, well, for literally all of the modern ones, people have told me that they're very, very bad. All of them. I like Discovery. Yeah, Discovery is genuinely great. Uh, Picard was interesting to me because of the way that it, like, moves into the future of Star Trek that we haven't seen yet, and some of the, like, consequences of some of the major overarching plots of the Next Generation era. Yeah, Mm. I think conceptually Picard is very good, and it definitely has some very interesting stuff in it if you are very familiar with, like, the Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and Voyager canons, but every episode there was a like, and now let's bring on everyone's favorite character, Seven of Nine, and it's like, cares? Like, what? <laughs> Who gives a shit about this? Luckily, I didn't recognize most of those cameos because I didn't watch all of those shows, uh, so uh, it didn't feel that bad for me. One of the major rehashed characters, which they did get the original actor and everything, was Hugh the Borg. Oh, no! They saved from the Borg cube in, like, two episodes of The Next Generation. Fuck that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, fine, and, like, it made sense for the plot of it, but they acted like I should be so excited that he he's back, and I'm like, I don't care about this guy. (laughs) The worst feeling of watching uh, a storied piece of media is when someone comes into shot, you haven't seen them before, but everything about the setup and the music and everything lets you know you're supposed to remember who this person is. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, That's true. Every time, like, every time I watch any British piece of media, they're always, like, like, building up to a big reveal of, a, like, a reference or a, a, the actual actor, mm-hmm. and then the person comes on, I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who this is even supposed to be. And then it turns out they were, like, one of the Doctor Whos in the 70s, but you're like, how are you yeah. supposed to know that? <laughs> or, like, they're the star of the, Brit- the, the like, biggest soap opera in Britain, mm-hmm. and but, like, I don't know yeah. who that is, and I don't care. And everyone's like, I can't believe you got Benny... 
Johnson on your show, and I'm like, what? Who? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Incredible. It's Cheryl Dilpus from EastEnders. Like, who yeah. cares? <laughs> yep. We don't have that in America. You should yep. localize it and replace that person with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> just it's digitally just- replace everybody with Tom Cruise. <laughs> It's just genuinely wild to me. I mean, I guess, like, Canada and the United States have a lot more crossover, but people in England speak English. You'd think we would have a fairly large common pool of celebrities. But Separated it seems by like, a common language, am I right? Yeah, you got him. Yeah, that was, that was worth interrupting me for. Um, <laughs> but, like, there is zero overlap in the people who are famous in England and the people who are famous in the United States. Yeah. It's wild that they that they never cross over. I still don't know who Robbie Williams is. <laughs> he did that Millennium song that was so uh, popular in the year Wasn't he Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Like, I know he's easily like one of the most famous English pop stars ever. I have never heard a single one of his songs in my life. In my mind, he's equivalent to Robin Thicke, like someone who is inexplicably popular despite being very bland and forgettable. Yeah. Robin Thicke is the is the Robbie Williams of Canada. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Who's ours? Michael Harry- Bublé, maybe? Harry Styles is like a real person, not a joke <laughs> name, right? Yes. Yeah, he's one of the Directions. From one direction. It sounds like the punchline to a joke. Like, you're like, oh, I need to get a, an armpit razor to deal with my Harry Styles, if you know what I mean. Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jeff really liked that one. <laughs> I hated he really it. really something to that one. I don't know if liked is the word. He reacted strongly, and that's all I was going for, because isn't that what art really is? <laughs> Yeah, you want to, to just get, get a strong, strong reaction. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this uh, wiki has a black background with blue fancy swoops on it. Um, I can't it's tell a, if there's a logo. It's, it's the outline of the uh, Federation symbol. Mm, okay. And it says Memory Beta in a Star Trek font, and then it's got a, a pentagonal shield with the uh, Star Trek swoop on it, and then a B underneath <laughs> instead of the A for Alpha. I can't believe how instantly recognizable a lot of the symbol symbology of Star Trek is. Mm-hmm. The fact that the like Federation logo is basically just an arrow pointing up, but you see it and you instantly know what it is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. It drives me fully insane that the uh, the Space Force Division of the Air Force in real life just used the Starfleet Command logo as their actual logo. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just made it a clip art pointing up arrow instead of a, like, weird swoopy arrow. But otherwise, it's in front of a globe, it's surrounded by a circle, it's got an orbit going around it, it's got star, like, it's the same logo. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so... It just goes to show that Gene Roddenberry was an excellent visual designer, and no one else is. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, he has he he did I think the most accurate I think future predicting in popular media of like the twentieth uh, century. What about Blade Runner? Oh, yeah, that's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, we all any... want to chase Harrison Ford down a long hallway in the rain. <laughs> any one of us might be in love with a robot and not know it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every uh, one of us might be in a robot and not know oh, it, shit. if you know what I mean. No, we gave each other the Turing test on this, this podcast, so well, we know I, we're okay. I did, I did have a weird dream about some electric sheep last night. Is that an indication? Mm. Oh, shit. Take it to the dream, Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> 
There was a unicorn. <laughs> Great. Edward James almost was there. <laughs> Were they electric? Wait, if Edward James if Edward James almost was there, it might be a Battlestar Galactica dream. You had a not a Star Trek dream. No, no, he was young, <laughs> so it was definitely Blade Runner. Okay. Uh, there's 57,400 pages on this here wiki. That's pretty nuts. That's so many. Yeah. In my mind, all of the non-canon Star Trek books are about Q. Is that accurate? Yeah. Everyone loves Q. Q is the, uh, uh, fan fiction, uh, equivalent of just doing whatever you want and saying you don't need a reason. Yeah. Uh, This Picard novel that I'm seeing on the front page is about, um... Uh, what's his face? Jonathan Frakes' guy that he plays. Riker. <laughs> Riker. Uh, Riker uh, being in charge of a ship with his, his wife. Or is it uh, just about Jonathan Frakes telling you that there's no chance that you're right about whether something is true or false? <laughs> God, I love that supercut! <laughs> wrong! Yep. You're wrong! We made it up! <laughs> Complete fiction! <laughs> uh, Wonderful. Uh, Jonathan Frakes is maybe the funniest internet. Okay. <laughs> Is he some kind of chud? Did we ever find out? I think he's just genuinely nice. Everything I've ever seen about him is, like, he's continuing to be good to people, and, like, I think he... What? No, I was just going to say, luckily he was—he had his entire fame within the range when there wasn't online for people to pick him apart. So, like, I'm fine having liked his performance and then forgetting about him entirely. Yeah. I do know that he uh, was one of the people who came out vocally in support of women uh, fighting against... What was that terrible guy's name who took over Star Trek when Gene Roddenberry died? Rick Berman. Yeah. Gene Roddenberry also Uh, was pretty bad. Probably, yeah. I mean, yes, definitely. But Rick Berman was the one who was like, oh, you need to be in this skin-tight bustier if you want to be on my Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, And and Jonathan Frakes made a statement that was like, I support the women who hate Rick Berman. Good. (laughs) So there's that, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... Is this a sexy novel? It's called The Dark Veil. Mm. I, I think because it's about Riker and Troy in in their golden years, it must be. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's not where I thought that sentence was going. <laughs> I mean, like... It's about Riker and Troy in their golden years, so there must be some hot sex scenes <laughs> of them fucking in their 60s. Canonically, Riker is the horniest Star Trek, and for the audience, mm, Troy is the Deanna one that Troy's, they want. No, Deanna she Troy's mom. Yeah, is that's the, true. The horniest one in all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, no one watched Deep Space Nine or whatever. Uh, I did. It was the best <laughs> she one. Was on Next Generation. Deanna Troy is the one that the audience uh, was supposed to be horny for. That the show wanted us to be horny about her. Right. I mean, again, g- going back to the Rick Berman well, but every woman on Star Trek we were supposed to be horny for because they had the craziest outfits. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they were like, oh, oh, you're a doctor here. Put on this lab coat over your skin tight cat suit. Yeah. yeah, she gets to, she's just wearing a like blue uh, 2499 science officer's uniform on this book cover, which is nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's weird to me. I know this is the whole setup of it, but it's weird that it says Star Trek Picard and then it's not about Picard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that's so, that's the weird thing when you name an era of your, like, um... Fictional you universe. Name an, yeah, exactly. When you name an era of your fictional universe after a character. Yes. <laughs> like, when they did all those Star Wars announcements, they were, they were like, this takes place in the timeline of The Mandalorian. But mm. it, it uh, it's not a crossover, it's not a spin-off, it doesn't have to do with The Mandalorian, it just takes place in that era. <laughs> Man. Right. 
Yeah, Deanna mm. Troy was a goddamn doctor, and they made her wear that weird purple, like, yeah. like cleavage outfit for the first several seasons. That's fucked up, actually. Yeah, but she was only a feelings doctor, so you didn't have to take her seriously. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I apologize to all the Star Trek fans out there. Twenty three ninety nine is when Picard takes mm. place. Mm-hmm. If we're still alive, am I right? Yeah, if woman can survive, etc. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so well, we, we managed to live through the eugenics wars of the late 90s, so... <laughs> well, we That's think true. we did. We might be robots. We're not sure yet. <laughs> I mean, I do think that probably uh, Ricardo Montalban is out there killing us normals so that the uh, eugenics kids can take over the universe. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I don't actually know who the leader of India is. It might be Khan. Oh, no! That's a terrible <laughs> thing to say, Jeff! <laughs> No, that's what he took over in Star Trek. I know, but the cavalier way you're saying it, like, I mean, I will say, the guy who is actually in charge of India now, I think, is still Moody, and Khan is a better person than Moody is. Yeah, he's Which is a wild thing to say, but absolutely true. In real life, he is a douchebag, because they have, like, a quarter of a billion people doing protests against working conditions and stuff. Yes, I do know that. Let's not talk about it. Let's talk about the future instead, except... Modi? It's Modi, not Moody, don't act. This website is broken because it has a little thing to let you know what happened in the Star Trek universe 30 years ago, 25 years ago, and 20 years ago, but they all are merely uh, placeholder links. <laughs> There's no information. Yep. Um, okay, I got a random page, and I'm putting it in the chat now. Mm-hmm. And my random page is Leslie Wong. Uh, Leslie Wong graduated the Starfleet Academy in the class of 2358. Uh, by 2366, she served as the instructor at the Academy. Jadzia Dax was among her students. Oh, is she... So this is a... Real teacher at Starfleet Academy. No, she. I mean, it's from the comics. It looks like oh, okay, the Star Trek comics. Uh, but it's part of the backstory of the character of Dax from Deep Space Nine uh, before she went to work on Deep Space Nine. Interesting. This I is, wonder if she was ever yeah. mentioned on the show. She might have been just not seen. Yeah, it's possible. Well, let's see. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna change over to Memory Alpha and see if she <laughs> has a page there. Okay. She does. Ooh. Mm. She was mentioned, uh, only mentioned in writing and dialogue. Her name appears on a casualty list on a display on a computer. Oh no. Oh god. Well, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> she must have been quite old by that point. Uh, I'm ge- I guess, like, the people who wrote the comic took the name from that, like, took some of the names from that list of people who died, and we're just like, well, let's tell their story. Yeah, let's have one of our main characters have a sad moment, because someone they knew died. Yep. Uh, but retroactively, so we don't have to actually do it on the show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like the character of Jadzia Dax was probably one of the most interesting ones they ever did on Star Trek. And it's a shame they didn't really de- delve into it very much. Yeah, I think they really like that idea. Um, there was a featured article on the main page that was also about a symbiont, and they've had other ones. Symbiote? Symbiont? Symbiote. Symbiote. And yeah. they've had other ones in the series, so they must really like the idea of someone. Uh, it, the idea is that they're an alien that has a uh, symbi- symbiotic worm that lives in their stomach that has yeah. the memories of other 
of their species of alien. Yeah, so. the, the new one in Discovery is uh, unique in that they're a uh, human, hmm. uh, when usually it's a trill that has this special worm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't they do a whole thing? I mean, I haven't watched the most recent Discovery, so I don't know if they cover this, but in Star Trek The Next Generation, they had a whole thing where Riker got the the worm put in him, and it didn't work very good because he's a human, and so hmm. his body was rejecting it. You remember that, Louisa? Yeah, so how do they get around that, I wonder? They must have some way. Eh, I don't know. I'll probably get there eventually when I remember uh, that Star Trek Discovery exists and at the same time want to watch a TV show. <laughs> yes. I have yeah. to wait that for is, those planets to align. That is often my problem with that, because I watched up until all the episodes that were out when I started watching it, and then I forgot it existed, and I think there's two seasons I haven't watched yet. <laughs> That's pretty good, whenever you remember again. Yeah, yeah I started season three, and that was it. Um, I Doug got... Jones is so good on that show. I know right? we talk about how much we love Doug Jones, but he is so good. What? He's developed like all of these mannerisms for this alien species that just hasn't been in the <laughs> Star Trek before, so he gets to do whatever he wants. What's so funny is that he is the epitome of the thing Star Trek always does, and they still haven't learned their lesson of, like, a character that is amazing and so, so fun and interesting when they are not the focus of the episode, but as soon as they do an episode all about him, I'm like, oh my god, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, I really... My least favorite episode so far was the one where we went to... With his uh, sister? Let's, yeah, exactly. When we met his sister, yes. like, went to his planet. I was like, oh, this is so boring! <laughs> I cannot believe how stupid that episode was. What is Hollywood going to do when Doug Jones kicks the bucket? Because he's the mm. only extremely tall, extremely thin mime who is working in Hollywood, I think, right? Mm. Javier yep. Botet is the new, uh, the oh, new guy. Okay. We have, he played Slenderman in the Slenderman movie. Okay. Uh, Has he... Doug Jones begun grooming him to take over the, the mantle? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I got a random page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talarian Republic. In parentheses, mirror. Mm, the mirror, mirror universe. Oh, everyone's so sexy with a goatee. Yeah, where where it's all slightly darker and everyone has uh, better eye makeup and leather and everyone uniforms. Is instantly, extremely on board for deviant sexual practices. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the Mirror Universe, the Talarian Republic was a government state located in the Alpha Quadrant. Mm. It was an enemy of the Klingon-Cardassian Alliance. Ooh, in January 2377, Miles Smiley O'Brien, the sure. leader of the Terran Rebellion, <laughs> sent the Defiant <laughs> under the command of... Co- Jesus, what is happening in the Mirror Universe? Yeah. No, that's My, all... I remember this. Well, everything, you've, everything you've read so far is from an episode of Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. That, right. that isn't even fiction. Right. Uh, isn't even like non-canon yet. That's fine. It's the mirror universe stuff that's wild to me. That um, O'Brien is known as Smiley. <laughs> yeah, that's in the episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mirror <laughs> yeah. universe. Mirror Everyone universe is, is weird. It's just a different. It, it, the only difference is a humans are mean in the mirror universe, and b everyone is bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is exactly the same. <laughs> Uh, it's so fun. Uh, yeah, so this is all about a thing I don't know about from Star Trek, the Talarian Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, the Talarian state. Is Talaria a type of alien? Yes. 
Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, the Mirror Universe is uh, very depressing. Yeah. And the episodes about it I usually skip when I rewatch Deep Space Nine. I, they love to do that in uh, sci-fi and fantasy, and it always makes me sad because it'll always be like, our characters have gone to this horrible alternate universe where everything is terrible, and the people there are miserable, and then our characters eventually escape back to the good universe. Yes. But what about all those people who are suffering? Yes, and it also is a thing where they're like, uh, look at this future the way that it is, where like, oh man, like, our characters are lucky that they live in a universe where things went exactly right, but if things hadn't gone exactly right, look how terrible it could have been. And it's like, well, we haven't done it right yet. We could end up in that (laughs) one. That's not good. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel relief. Remember the Flash with his emo hair because uh, Iris was dead? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Remember that? Uh, Yeah. Yep. Oh, He's God. Like, I have to go back in time and kill all my friends because I'm so sad. Yep. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> that was that was insane that they couldn't come up with a better reason for him to kill everyone. Yeah. I cannot believe that they hand waved away the main character becoming a homicidal maniac. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, uh, I looked up what Talarians look like, uh-huh. and this just looks like uh, white Klingon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But not like the original series Klingon. It looks like if one of the next generation era Klingons with the forehead ridges uh, like was light skinned instead of dark skinned. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. They're they're the ones that, uh, Louisa, you remember this, that um, Kelsey Grammer was on an episode as a Talarian. Mm, Jesus. He's been on more than one episode, though. Remember he was stuck in that time loop forever? Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it, the one where uh, Deanna Troy's mom fell in love with that dude who had to go back to his home planet and get killed because it's like the uh, you have to die when you're thirty, like in Logan's Run. You remember this? Mm, uh, two you gotta Logan's narrow it down. One. <laughs> <laughs> Deanna's mother fell in love with a guy who had to something something something. That can be several episodes. Yes. <laughs> After that, it just turns into beeps and clicks and whistle sounds. <laughs> I kind of remember it. Uh, all right. Um, I got a random page, and my random mm-hmm. page was Starfleet Ninth Fleet. So here's mm-hmm. the sentence: The Starfleet Ninth Fleet was a fleet group of the Federation Starfleet. There's fleet, too many fleet, 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 fleet. fleet. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, it shows a picture of Deep Space Nine and the starships of the Ninth Fleet because this is uh where the, this Ninth Fleet was from. Deep Space Nine. Yep, and they were the ones who were the frontliners in the Dominion War, which I remember from the TV show. Yeah, the Ninth Fleet was too late to join the Second Fleet and the Fifth Fleet in the victorious effort to retake Deep Space Nine. Boring. Boring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a fleet of ships that almost made it to a battle that we don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the thing exactly. about Star Trek for me is that I'm generally very bored by it. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's interesting to me that there is such a dichotomy between Star Trek fans and Star Wars fans when almost all of it overlaps in terms of your ability to not get focused on bullshit that doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, it's just... I guess the the thing about Star Wars that is appealing is that it's usually just, like, a fantasy setting and then they do an action movie in it. Whereas Star Trek is trying to present sort of, like, a 
a straightforward political story about this like post scarcity human society. And, like that's good, and I can like it when I am really really focusing. But just in general, the uh, like the thought of going back and watching the Next Generation or trying to get through Deep Space Nine is just like, oh god. <laughs> The thing is, they're two, so they're so different because I feel like, I feel strongly that Star Trek The Next Generation is just, what if Twilight Zone, but Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what the first one was, too, really. Yes. Both of those series. And then Deep Space Nine was a different thing where it was trying to be like a political thriller, which I think is also very good, but it's extremely different from, like, the monster of the week craziness that that Star Trek The Next Generation did. Yeah. But I'm surprised that you don't like Next Generation more, Jeff, given that I know you like Star Wars and Twilight Zone. I do like it. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. I am just, like, the thought of actually going and watching it again, or, like, seeking it out, and, like, oh, it's so dry. (laughs) I don't know. I don't agree with that at all. I think Star Wars is way drier than Star Trek is. No, Star Wars is all wet, baby. (laughs) But Star Star Trek has things like romance and comedy, whereas Star Wars is fairly serious and just about the one thing. What about the Ewoks? It's usually Mm, comedic, and there's a lot more Muppets. There are a lot. I don't know that that's true. I get okay. Yes, there's more Muppets, but there's less uh, prosthetic prosthetic forehead aliens. Yeah, that's true. There's more uh, generic Halloween store mask aliens. (laughs) I do think it's very crazy in Star Wars that all species in the entire universe are either crazy Jim Henson puppets or humans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's that one guy who's the devil. that bar yeah yeah that's true there's the devil and there's that squid man (laughs) the famous squid man i was gonna say like they're either a puppet or a human or a human with a mask on yeah (laughs) with like a dime store halloween mask not even a good mask that is i think not as bad as star trek where they are all humans or humans with severe facial scarring yeah well some of them have weird ears yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah you're right you got me there Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think what's so funny about it, if at some point human the human race discovers, like, life on other planets or stuff, I think we're going to be extremely embarrassed about how much fiction was written of all aliens in the universe basically being humans. Yeah. Yeah, yes, you're right. What I can't figure out is um, why I like politics and diplomacy on Star Trek, but when... Star Wars tried to dip into that with the fucking uh, House of Representatives or whatever. That was the most boring thing possible. I think it's it's because the tone of Star Wars is very serious and because the the subject matter is a war is going on. (laughs) Whereas I think Star Trek has more fun with it. Yeah. Because it's kind of like people negotiating in peacetime, but all kind of uh, friends, but also kind of annoyed with one another. Yeah, that's true. Now, to to me, Star Wars is very, like, whimsical and swashbuckling. Um, So that's interesting that it hits us differently. Like, every time, like, they blow up a planet, and then, like, five minutes later, nobody nobody talks about it anymore. (laughs) 
And that's whimsical to you? <laughs> that sounds that, terrible. That, that is like such that the tone is not we're going to deal with the trauma of this woman losing her home planet. Uh, and like, Luke doesn't mention his aunt and uncle ever again yeah. after their charred, after he sees their charred corpses with his <laughs> real own two eyes. That is so upsetting. <laughs> Yeah, again, I'm I'm a little lost, Jeff. It sounds like what you're talking about is, like, plot holes, and I no, don't understand how that's evidence of whimsy. It's just the tone of it is such that, like, stuff, blo- like, planets blowing up and people dying are just things that advance the adventure forward, and not, like, emotional beats that we have to deal with. I guess that's what I'm trying to say in terms of Louisa's question, though, because... Like, given that it is a universe where a planet blowing up is something that is just a plot beat that doesn't really impact the story very much, Mm. to then try to be like, now we're going to talk at length about the, like, currency differences between these two planets. It's like, you can't do that. Mm. You already said this is a universe where we aren't actually taking realities into account. Okay, that's a good point. Yes. Because if they blew up a planet on Star Trek, that's always a huge deal. Yes. Did they ever actually do it? I guess in the movie. The Borg did a couple times, didn't they? Like, to show how terrible and unstoppable the Borg were. I don't think they ever blew up a planet. The only mm. bl- planet blowing up I can think of is in the Star Trek Generations when, um... Mm. What's that guy's name? Uh, Kirk. With the weird face? Yeah. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Kirk. Uh, yep. The the Romulan homeworld gets blown up in Star Trek 2009. Yes. Uh, and that is, that is touched on in Picard as well. Oh, yes. yeah. And, wait, Romulan homeworld? I thought it was the, uh... The Vulcan uh, the, homeworld. It's the alternate timeline Vulcan homeworld oh, okay. gets blown up, but uh, the key event that starts off the events of that movie is the Romulan homeworld gets blown up, and then one of the Romulans goes back in time to stop it. Oh, right. So he blows up the Vulcans because he blames Spock for blowing up Romulus in the future. Yeah, okay. And that was a big deal, so yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and it's and it literally splinters the timeline off into a whole new mm-hmm. thing. Like yeah. it's so it's so significant that this happened that the entire universe is irrevocably changed forever. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. opposed to oh no, I'm sad. I heard all these people get angry. Anyway, <laughs> I had a dream that my uh, wife was in pain, so now I need to slaughter a bunch of children. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that's not going to be a major emotional beat or anything. You're going to actually really care about when I sword fight you and McGregor. When they, when he hears the force ghosts of the Alderaan people or whatever dying, do they even go to Alderaan after that? (laughs) They're just like, hey, that happened somewhere else, I guess. No, they show up at Alderaan and it's just uh, an asteroid field because the planet has been blown up and then they see, they're like, what's that? It's a a moon or something? That's no moon. And then they go to the desk. Yeah, and everyone cheers. Everyone throws toilet paper at the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everybody throws spoons and does a little dance. But they don't do like a moment of like, hey, let's have a moment of solemn reflection over the people who died here. Well, they're mostly confused about, like, why does the sensor say Alderaan is four feet below us when it's just, like, dust and space? Mm. Yep, good stuff. Yeah, seems like a moment when you realize the horror of what you're seeing and then, like, collapse into an emotional heap, but you do you, I guess, Star Wars. Mm. Obi-Wan has dealt with uh, fighting a battle alongside Gungans, so he's he's seen much worse. (laughs) He's hardened. Yeah, he's he's been his heart is made of steel after knowing Jar Jar Binks for so long. <laughs> yeah, 
I thought you were going to say um, Obi-Wan has seen worse, and I was like, I don't think he has. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of war crimes that happen in the Clone Wars cartoon for children. They blew up a whole planet of people, though, Jeff. That's so many people. <laughs> uh, he fights alongside a uh, millions of... Um, mind-controlled, lab-grown slaves that then kill all of his friends. Mm -hmm. But a whole planet, a whole planet of people just living their lives, children, like, I think that that's worth- I don't think you're gonna come up with something worse than (laughs) killing everybody on an entire planet. But it's in the abstract, that's the problem. Except for in the new movies when they blow up an entire solar system because, ah, raising Uh, the stakes, right guys? A solar system we've never seen before, but we're told is important. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's not like there's- at least in the original, like, Leia's from Alderaan, so there's (laughs) personal stakes. Nobody is from Hosnian Prime in The Force Awakens. (laughs) I don't know, maybe, uh, Domnell Gleeson, is that the guy? The redhead guy? Yeah, yeah, he's the one who blows it up! Yeah, maybe he's from there. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Dad. (laughs) Yeah! Uh, Yeah, take take that, take that, Brendan Gleeson. Anyway, we've been Mm -hmm. doing this show for so long. I know, let's stop doing it forever. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it for real this time. Yeah, we're yeah. actually stopping we're doing quitting. it forever. I never want to look at another wiki again. And we never did. And we blew up the whole of Wikipedia. Yeah. So, uh, so you're probably very curious now about what we're going to do next week. Well, you'll have to come back and see, because we're not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, okay. Should we tell them? No! We could. No! Mm, I'm getting mixed signals. <laughs> no, of course not! I, I, don't, not I don't have strong feelings either way. Why so, not a surprise? Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Uh, all right, well, then you'll definitely want to come back next week and find out what's going to happen to your favorite podcast, Hack the Net. Uh, if you want to uh, help support us, you can recommend us to your friends. You can rate and review us on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you have out there. Um, and uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can uh, get join our Discord by messaging us on Mastodon. I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also on Mastodon, Mastodon.social slash at JeffJK, JeffJK on Snapchat and Instagram. You can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, guys. Well, I hope you're excited for next week. Please come back then. And in the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Uh, don't read the comments. Do your job! <laughs>